This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 23rd, wherever However, you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Delta flight attendant in training, Jerem Jordan. They were busy uh, over the weekend, right? Uh, all the uh, missionaries from La Iglesia de Jesucristo de los Santos de los Últimos Dias uh, out of the Philippines, coming back on uh, six uh, chartered flights. Uh, at least the Americans, I think the natives stayed, right, in uh, the Philippines as the missionary program is affected by everything that's going on. All our, all our homies, shout out to our safety zone homies. Uh, across the land, uh, it was actually uh, there. Were, there was a parent of a missionary who works here. We were actually chatting with uh, his daughter and companion in Montana earlier. So, um, hopefully, everyone uh, gets home okay. Ho- hopefully, everyone can uh, obey the social distancing rules. Unlike what happened at the Salt Lake Airport last night. What people? Ron be, Howard's voice. Be safe. They didn't. Be smart. Yeah. Be safe. Be smart. So my nephew Chandler was part of that posse of 1100 plus and you were there with 20 no fa- coming home from the philippines no my sister Lari and her husband kyle abided by the principles abide with me they're from las vegas though and he was supposed to come home stay overnight and fly home to las vegas today but his flight to vegas got canceled today so my brother-in-law kyle is a pilot they hopped in a plane and flew into salt lake city what to pick him world? up once he got off the delta plane nice yeah that's cool but it was only those two Moral of the story, Noah Pilot. Noah Pilot. Like, like, have a boat, friend, and Noah Pilot. <laughs> we know a pilot. Yes, we do. Greg Short. We know Greg. Southwest. He's a commercial airline pilot. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, Greg. Yeah, wild, wild story. Greg. Hey, Greg, hope you're doing all right. We want to go on a plane with you. Apparently, air is right really not cheap right, right now. now. Yeah, so yeah, it's what, crazy is it going right to be now. okay, though? May? What, 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 when, are you when, go, what? when are we going to fly again? I don't know. I, I, want, I, I was supposed to have spent the weekend in Phoenix. I know. You were supposed to have spent the weekend in Albany. Oh! Oh, it hurts. It hurts. On to Los Angeles, though, right? Yeah, totally. BYU in the West bracket. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> All made up. Another unique yet loaded March Monday show. BYU basketball great Yoli Childs will join us live. Speaking of the tournament and how he's processing through the lack of that. What now for Yoli as he prepares for his next level of hoops? And has he come to peace with the abrupt finality of his senior season? The BYU Sports Nation best play bracket is revealed and we need you to pick the winner. Plus, is Taysom Hill a top NFL free agent according to ESPN? All that and more. Here are your Monday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yoli Childs, aforementioned has been named to the National Association of Basketball Coaches District 9 first team. Huh? T.J. Haas making the second team in District 9. Was this the Hunger Games? <laughs> I, every year this comes out and I go, what? Districts? Who's in the what district? District it's all, 9. It's all so conf- I don't know what the point of this is. District 9. Don't forget it. Childs averaged 22.2 points per game, 9 rebounds a game this season. Haas scored 14 a game, dished out almost six assists per contest. I'm trying to think of things that I'm like, what? 
more than that. Mm-hmm. In ESPN's Joe Lenardi's Bracket Simulation, BYU beat Seton Hall 83-82 in the second round of the NCAA tournament on a Jake Tolson 40-foot buzzer beater. How dramatic is that? Love it. It's all made up. Cougars will face San Diego State Thursday in the Sweet 16 simulation. This is fun, but it just makes me sad. I know. It's better than nothing, I suppose, but it just makes me sad. St. Mary's beat Baylor in four overtimes Yeah, in that mythical bracket. So all job, three Gales. West Coast Conference teams are in the Sweet 16, Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's. Serious uh, point to make here. Uh, so CBS makes a lot of money doing this, right? Like a billion dollars or something crazy. Uh, each team gets units for itself and the league. Uh, BYU will not get that money. No one will get that money this year, you'd think. Unless they came out and said they're going to do that. I, I haven't heard, but that's money that BYU was depending on, and they get it over uh, increments of a couple years. Well, don't worry about that because they've invested it in the stock market. Oh, oh wait. There's that, too. I've tried not to look at the 401k. I don't want to know. <laughs> I... It's definitely not 401k, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Better not to pay attention. We're like 1K, probably. <laughs> oh, we laugh to avoid from crying. <laughs> In other mythical, hypothetical, make-believe brackets, Andy Katz That's has at. his March Madness Moments tournament rolling. And a major upset, Danny Ainge's buzzer beater falls in the second round to Trey Burke's game-tying shot to send Ray Michigan Burke. into overtime against Kansas in the 2013 tournament. Let's not talk about Trey Burke. The popularity contest in full swing there. Jimmer Mania lost in the second round to Bronson Koenig, who sent Wisconsin to the Sweet 16 over Xavier with the buzzer beater back in 2016. There's another Jimmer note, Jerem. Oh, more losing efforts. Fredette's legacy losing out in a very close vote to Christian Leitner in the ESPN College Basketball's Greatest Players bracket. Jimmer was a 16 seed to Leitner's one seed. How was Jimmer... A 16 seed in that bracket. I hate Christian Leitner. Is a 30 for 30 from ESPN. A gross underseeding of Jimmer for that. And BYU defensive lineman Austin Chambers entered the transfer portal as a grad transfer. Played in eight games for BYU last season. Ended his BYU career with three tackles in 18 games played. He showed up as an offensive lineman. Converted to defensive lineman. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Return with honor. Over 1,100 missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints returned home yesterday from the Philippines on six different chartered flights by Delta to their families in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and to promote healthy practices and keep people safe. Missionaries all over the world, for that matter, are being reassigned to different safer missions or just finishing up altogether This is a very, very fluid situation. Within that group that has returned are more than a number of prospective and scholarshiped BYU athletes. How will this affect them? Uh, It's clear that this is a complicated and delicate balancing act. Then there's the approaching football season and the scholarship football players at BYU within that missionary group. Jerem, how will COVID-19 affect those players, and the BYU football season overall? It's hard to know, right? We don't know the, uh, the answer to this question, but let's discuss. I, I'm afraid, obviously, health is number one. I think we all assume that, right? But I'm afraid that the football season is not going to start on time because how long is this going to last? I don't feel like this is a week's thing. I feel like this is a month's thing. And uh, at what point 
is everybody able to do everything normally and interact in a normal fashion in public and and uh, you know share germs regularly like we did before? Right now, everyone's being extremely conscious, as are we here at BYU uh, Broadcasting. It, it, it makes me wonder if the season's going to start on time. And then regarding the missionaries, I don't think it's complicated at all. I think it's pretty simple. If you have a bunch of dudes home, you're in trouble. You're in a scholarship BYU crunch. is always in trouble when guys come home early from their missions because they were counting on them being gone. There's a, a sort of math associated with that. And that balance is always tricky, even if there is no uh, pandemic worldwide and an adjustment like we've never seen in the history of the missionary program ever. So I, I think uh, BYU football right now, as soon as they have more definite answers. There's certain guys like Jalen Vickers was in New York. I, I can't remember if he was a scholarship guy or not. He might have been a walk-on. But if he's a scholarship guy, great. Um, but a guy that BYU was excited about in the secondary, he is home. Does he have a scholarship if he do, isn't already on one? I, I think it's going to be hard for BYU to balance this going into the season, yet the great balancer would be if there's a uh, lesser season or something, and then and then an understanding from the NCAA regarding this. But the NCAA won't be as understanding with BYU's football scholarship crunch as they were with the spring sports. That affects everyone. This is unique to BYU. For BYU football to start on time, uh, again, this is all largely unknown, but we can look at what is happening in China as maybe a hopeful sign that things will get better but even then, the first case was diagnosed in China in November. So November, December, January, February, and we're almost at the end of March. It's been five months. And they have months. yet to start full sports playing, Exactly. Right? People are just starting to get back into regular things. People in Wuhan are finally coming outside and leaving their premises, their apartments. It's been five months. So I don't know how quickly we can get back into the regularity of normal life based on what we are seeing in what is now becoming a hopeful scenario. It's like we look at China and think, oh, maybe it's going to get better. Like these case numbers are going to get better. Of course it's going to get better. It's just a matter of when. When. Okay, so we are uh, a month into this from the first diagnosed case in the United States, at least returning uh, to American soil. So if it was mid-February, we say five months from mid-February, that would put us mid-July and then all of a sudden, no, we, no one's in shape and ready to go in August. Like it just feels rushed, right? I, like, will BYU play Utah to open the season? Will Will there? I I'll, I think I speak for all of us, right? We hope so. Will we BYU hope play Utah football? in front of families only? Will it be like a limited? At that point, we people, transition in that way. Yeah, I, like oh, the season's going to start right. on time, but there will only be five hundred people in the stands, and it'll be family and coaches and media. It's, it's going to be all Cougar board. Just all the Cougar board members <laughs> will be the audience. I'm really, yeah, I, I'm really concerned that. Um, Obviously, March Madness being canceled was just awful, right? Um, and we're going into the second weekend. This would have been a Monday where we said, potentially, BYU's in the Sweet 16! Sweet! Third time ever! That's one of the great teams! What a, an amazing play! Jake Toulson's buzzer beater! You know what Lenardi said? And we're pushing way out on this one. It, and I'm even thinking, like, okay, if that's affected, like, will basketball start? Up? We just don't know, like, anything right now. And and that's a weird place to be. Typically, we're pretty regimented. I have games on my iCal in my phone showing up that aren't being played. I'm like, oh, men's volleyball is going to play? No, they're not. Chelsea's going to play? No, they're not. It's just hard to not know uh, with any certainty this. 
nobody has spring football finishing, right? Um, and nobody has anything scheduled during the offseason. We're trying to get season two a deep blue shot, but it's all on hold, right? Everything with the future is on hold. And I, I hope that football's back because that will be this sort of experience that none of us have had before. Because once we get back to the arena and we see the, the ball flying through the air and there's touchdowns and there's tackles, and the, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel different than it's ever felt. Oh, it'll feel we've, glorious. We've always appreciated it, but we're going to appreciate it it'll to feel glorious. an amazing degree this time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm legit concerned over the start of the schedule, the season. I'm legit concerned over that Google spreadsheet, wherever it is, that has all the scholarships because you're allowed 85. And, and again, the church hasn't said, everyone's home. Like, it's some places, okay, get into your countries. You'll serve there, reassign. But right now, missionaries are not going out and not doing stuff. And we don't know how long this is going to last. And, what, and for the football season, what shape would the players be in? Would they need to push anything back? Would they need to cancel the first couple of weeks or something? I, I don't know, and none of us know the answer to that. The International Olympic Committee is facing a very hard reality that is probably, and I say probably as like 95% sure they're going to have to cancel the Tokyo Summer Games. Like that. I don't see any can way imagine they, that can, happening at this they can point? do it. No, I see, I see no way that they can compete. Okay. No way. So they're supposed to make a decision by mid-April. If the Olympics are canceled... Well, then, they, could, they could do them next year or whatever. Right, or postponed. Right. You would think, okay, that's probably going to push every other major sport back because the Olympics are the thing that gathers the world. But America has closed its borders to a degree. Can I know someone that crossed in from Mexico to the U.S. yesterday. Oh, goodness. Okay. It got back in. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm they, happy for they them. They went to Mexico on vacay. We're like, hey, that actually well, sounds kind of fun. I'm happy for them. Can America beat the curve? Is, and that's what we're trying to do here with social distancing. And literally, we're being told to Are stay we? home. Did you see the airport literally, last night? We are being told to stay home in front of your televisions for the good of America. When have you ever not wanted to hear that? <laughs> I wanted to hear that during March Madness. <laughs> stay home. Don't go anywhere. Just watch TV. You're doing it for your country. You can read books, too, you know. You're doing it for your country. And I know... My, two, my is, almost two-year-old knows the phone way too well right now. We got to scale back on that. Whitney, we got to scale back on that. <laughs> we played catch last night in my uh, little backyard area, you know. And it just We're just trying to find things to do. I know it's really hard. It's crazy. But all of these social protocols are being put in place so that America can beat the curve and so that football could potentially return somewhat on time. There's all reasoning for this. Everybody stay healthy so that we can get back to normal life. Here's, here's what I want to ask, and we should ask at some point of you. What would you give up socially Ooh. to make sure football happens on time? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Trending tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> what would you give up socially? <laughs> there will be oh, some scholarship crunches for BYU for sure, not just football, across all sports. And now that there are more women that are serving missions for the church as well, that, that's going to complicate every, every sport at BYU. Right. And they're 85. It's like, oh, figure it out. You know, it's different when it's 11.7 for the baseball team, right? When it's four and a half for the men's volleyball team, it's different. 
Yeah. yeah. I know that uh, all of this hypothetical talk is just that, hypothetical and what-ifs, and we don't know. But what we do know That's is the we, whole can, off season every year. we can control what we do in our own little paradigm and situations, and that is do everything we can to stay safe. It's not about yeah. you per se. It's about everybody around you. And I, I, that was reemphasized watching a very, very smart doctor uh, explain just how fast this thing can transmit from one person to the next. Like the flu, if you have the flu, on average, you give it to 1.3 people. Coronavirus, you give it to three people. Yeah. If the doctor is dumb, I just don't agree with them. But I don't know what to say. I don't know a dumb doctor. <laughs> Man, that doctor's not smart at all. Oh, wait. They're all smart, right? Our question of the day. Right. We need you to all be doctors here. <laughs> How will the COVID-19 situation affect the BYU football season? What do you think? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Kiwi Jackman answers on Twitter. I reckon we get limited audiences due to regulation and an abundance of caution. We will have an interesting run-up to it since spring football didn't happen, and I'd be surprised if fall camps go off without a hitch. Hashtag BYUSN. I don't, if fall camp doesn't go off without, without a hitch, I don't see how the season could start on time. I hope it does. I really do, for all our sakes. Beat the curve. Flatten yeah. the curve. Can the curve go back up if we... Released too soon. That's my question. Coming up, the beginning of our best play bracket. Vote today. Plus, Yoli Childs joins us live. What are his pro aspirations like in these unparalleled circumstances? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, we're releasing the BYU Sports Nation Best Play Bracket. We've rated the top eight football plays and the top eight men's basketball plays. They will go head-to-head. Stay tuned later in the show. We will release the bracket and tell you how you can vote. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports Play-by-Play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We continue on in this new madness of March. And joining us to do so right now is one of our good friends, Yoli Childs, BYU basketball great, joining us via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Yoli, it's uh, great to talk with you. Thanks so much for making this part of your day. And uh, first and foremost, where are you and how are you feeling? No, it's great having me on. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I just got in on the workout over at a good friend, uh, Ricky Norton, his facility. So he's able to get me in here with uh, nobody else in the gym. So we're staying safe and uh, I'm pretty blessed to, to have friends like that. Uh, what, what's life like for you right now as you kind of cope emotionally with it's over and we would have played in March Madness, yet you've got your kind of eyes on a pro career that we'll see what happens with sports in general, right? Yeah, it's, it's very different right now. And uh, that's not just for me, but for everybody. This is just a, a very different time. And uh, it's definitely unprecedented. Um, looking back on the season, you know, initially – uh, there's a lot of sadness when it comes to thinking about what could have been and uh, when, when you think about missing out on, on something that you've worked so hard for. But uh, as the days have gone by, uh, I've just been filled with gratitude. It, it was such a fun season and uh, such an amazing group of guys to play with. And the fan base was incredible. Our whole community was coming together over this basketball team. And it was so much fun. And I'm just so grateful for, for every second I had out there. Yoli, you said you wanted to do something special in your return to BYU for a senior season. Now that you've had time to reflect back on what actually did happen, do you feel like you did that? 
Yeah, I feel like we did. I felt like it was a special season. Uh, I felt like we were able to kind of put BYU back where back where it belongs, you know, uh, back on that uh, national rankings and um, becoming a household name again with the basketball program. And I'm just so excited moving forward. Uh, hopefully we can be the team that kind of sparked that and uh, sparked that new era of BYU basketball. And uh, these teams in the future can really make us proud. And uh, I think for that reason, it was special. Take us back to about a year ago. So it's been, you know, two weeks from the WCC tournament, obviously a disappointing finish uh, with the loss of San Diego. We're thinking you're gone. Um, then some things happen. Take us uh, back to about a year ago emotionally of how you figured out that you were going to come back and, and what it took to arrive at that decision. Yeah, uh, I, I just had a realization uh, about how amazing this university is and how much I love BYU. I think a lot of times when we're in something, we take it for granted and um, going through um, kind of what a senior would go through of uh, that range of emotions of being done and moving forward. I was kind of able to realize how special BYU is to me and how lucky I was to be in the situation I was in. And uh, what really did it for me was I came back to the gym and there was no workouts going on or anything like that. No mandatory workouts. Um, but there were probably seven or eight of our guys in the gym just working out as hard as they could, either with a manager, playing one-on-one, rebounding for each other. And the intensity and the drive they had when it wasn't required, uh, it was so special. And uh, when I looked into those guys' eyes, I was like, this, this is a special team, and they deserve to be great. And that was the big thing for me. Obviously, I wanted to improve my draft stock. I wanted to do those things. But the biggest thing was I saw a group of guys that deserved to do something special, and I wanted to sacrifice everything I could to help them do that uh, because they deserved it. Yoli Childs with us on BYU Sports Nation. The NBA draft is now in a very fluid circumstance, as is all of sports nationally. Um, You said you're working out day-to-day where you can, Norton performance, things like that. But do you expect the NBA draft to go off when it is? And if not, uh, what do you do in the meantime? I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I don't think many people do know what's going on, um, but I'm just having faith. You know, that's what we can do in times like this. And, you know, it's really different. It's unprecedented. And uh, who knows if the draft's going to be later on time, uh, if the NBA is going to resume, nobody really knows. Um, But what I do know is there's a plan greater than my plan. There's a plan greater than all of our plans. And I have faith in that plan. And I'm going to do everything in my power to continue to work, get better at the game I love, become a better person. Um, I feel that if I do that every single day, uh, God will put me where I need to be. And you've said out loud you want that to be in the NBA, right? And uh, that's the hope. Last year at this time, you weren't projected to be in the draft per se. Do you feel like you've climbed into the top 60? Yeah, I do. Um, Hearing feedback from teams, uh, there's a lot of teams really interested, especially in that second round. And uh, I'll just be trying to do everything in my power to to move up, to show these teams what I'm capable of, show them my commitment, um, and do everything I can to to be in one of those spots. Yoli, you outlined the things that Pro Scouts were telling you to work on last spring, and obviously a lot of those came to fruition on the court. You had an amazing season, averaged over 22 points and nine rebounds a game, and uh, despite only playing in a limited number of games, you were able to make a mark. So what are pro scouts telling you now about what you need to improve on? 
Uh, I haven't gone into too much detail with that, um, but I do know that I've improved on some of the things that they wanted to see. And I think I've shown that I'm a player that's going to improve year to year. I'm going to be a better player going into next season than I was this season. And I'm going to continue to do that as long as possible. And uh, I think some teams are seeing that and, uh, you know, I just hope for the best and keep working. Let's talk about two simulations uh, that were in BYU's favor that uh, were fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the freshest one is Joe Lenardi Saturday saying that uh, BYU beats Seton Hall on a 40-foot buzzer beater by Jake Did Jules. you guys and... see that shot Jake hit, man? <laughs> it was amazing, that right? Incredible, right? That might have been the greatest shot in the history of BYU. Just <laughs> ice in his veins. Shout out to Jake Tulson, man. Great shot. Unbelievable. Now, now, TJ had been the buzzer beater guy, right? He had been the big shot guy. So was he double teamed on that play? Is that why Jake got the ball? Or <laughs> did not, was it Jake's did you play? Did see it? Well, I was it's watching been, Jake. I didn't see, I didn't see the replay, yeah. Yeah, so TJ was doubled. Uh, I said a great back pick for Jake. <laughs> I thought we should have thrown it to me, but we actually threw it over the top to Jake, and uh, he launched it with two guys on him. Really selfish play, but uh, <laughs> it, it went down, and, you know, the rest is history. Who it, inbounded it again? <laughs> it was uh, Alex Barcelo. Alex did. You know, he's so short that – he had the trajectory over the seven footer that was on him. It was awesome. The Russell Wilson yeah. deep pass. Yeah, yeah I okay, guess. So Barcelo awesome. on the inbound. Hey, I don't, I don't blame you for feeling you got slided, Yoli. You're yeah. shooting almost 50% from the three point line. Why shouldn't you take that shot? I'm clearly a better three point shooter than Jake. <laughs> Look at the numbers. I mean, <laughs> what, um, and who was the fifth guy on the court again? I can't remember. Zach Sellius? Oh, it was, a, it was Gavin. He was, oh, it was Gavin. Uh, he was okay. under the rim. The just a, a tip. Or or lob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he was just a diversion. Gotcha. Next, yeah. year, though. I, Next I, year, they'll throw it to I appreciate you filling in the details. There. I can't I wait for us to uh, manipulate this somehow. We, we got a Lego guy. We got a Lego <laughs> guy. We know a guy. That yeah. we do. Yeah. Yoli Childs with us on BYU Sports Nation. Yoli, what's your typical day like when you wake up to the time you go to bed right now with social distancing in play? Uh, just a lot of time at home with my family. Um, I'm doing what I can to, to get my workouts in, uh, working out at home. Uh, got some free weights, doing that type of thing. Um, I'll head to the gym. It's about a 30-minute drive, and I'll just get in here by myself or uh, with one person rebounding for me. Uh, and obviously, we're washing our hands, doing all that stuff, staying away from each other. But uh, So I, I got about two hours there of working out, but most of the day is just hanging out, doing homework, hanging out with my wife, watching movies with the family. So uh, it's definitely a weird time, but there's a lot of good that comes out of it. A lot of good in spending time with our families. Yoli, are you a video game guy, a board game guy, Netflix guy, watch old BYU games guy? Where, where do you fall in that, uh, I guess, genre? I'm anything competitive. I'm in. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge video game guy, but I love board games, cards, that type of stuff. So I love to get competitive. I've been working on not getting too competitive, though. My wife gets mad at me when I, when I get too crazy, <laughs> throw the board. But uh, I, I get pretty competitive. Uh, I think it's pretty fun. Listen, Megan's a competitor, too, right? She played college she volleyball. Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, uh, what board games are you playing right now? So we've been on Farkle lately. You ever heard of that? Yes, it's fantastic. Dice, right? Yeah, my, my wife and my mother-in-law, they're like the Farkle queens. They're so good. I don't know. It's is that a thing you want to say a lot? dude it's like it's supposed to be a game of luck but i don't know i, I don't know if they're if they flipping the dice when we're not looking but 
They're so good. Yeah, they're telling you not to be competitive when maybe you're you're alluding to you know potential uh, tampering here. Yeah, right? they've got Ocean's Eleven waiting the oh, dice. Yeah. yeah, wait a it's, minute. Uh, it's it's something. They're 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 doing something together. I don't know. Uh, Yoli, it's great to talk with you, man. We are super excited for your basketball future, and we know the uncertainty is is unsettling and. Uh, we feel it right along with you, but uh, we can't thank you enough for the time, and it's so fun to watch you come back to BYU and, and do great things, and we're excited to follow your pro career, man. I appreciate you guys. Everybody watching, have faith. We're going to get through these tough times together. That's how we're going to do it, and uh, things will be normal sooner than later. So appreciate all you guys, and appreciate you having me on. Well said, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Yoli Childs on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Skype. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Farkle. Have you played Farkle? I have not it's played a, It's Farkle. a dice game. I can't remember the rules, but yeah, it's, the name's weird. You know, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I have played Spot It with my kids, like an uncountable number of times. I don't think I know that one. Spot It, okay. Yeah. That's a fun game. Uh, we've also played The Floor is Lava, which, yeah, is, a, which is an interesting a, a game. That's a classic. Okay. Uh, played a lot of video games. I'm learning Minecraft from my Yeah, my daughter likes Minecraft too, but I don't really know it, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I guess been he's eight a, now. Sorry, Jack. I've right. been I've been reading a Shea Serrano book, basketball and other things. It's amazing. It's so good. That's my uh, that's my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Reading? What is what is that? Yeah. No, I, I like to read what, what when it's out of that? season. <laughs> Coming up, and we have a long off season. We release the best play bracket. Who got the number one overall seat from basketball and football? Plus, your voices help us sort out our question of the day. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand. You can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It is time to get you caught up to date with the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The all-meaningful all-district teams are out. Yoli Child's a first-teamer. We just talked to him. TJ Haas, a second-teamer in District 9. Like the Hunger Games. Yoli Childs also ranked third among Synergy Basketball's top five most productive post-up scores. Mm-hmm. He averaged 8.7 points per game in the post. Was also named most productive pick-and-roll scorer mm-hmm. at 4.7. Yeah, number one, Jerem, number one pick-and-roll scorer. Yeah, baby! BYU Basketball beat Seton Hall 83-82 in Joe Lenardi's Twitter tournament simulation. Jake Toulson hit a 40-foot buzzer beater with two guys on him, according to Yoli Childs. Selfish play, in the words of Yoli. Oh, you didn't see it? <laughs> BYU slated to play San Diego State on Thursday in the Sweet 16, a rematch. In other mythical brackets, Andy Katz created a March Madness moments bracket. Danny and buzzer beater against Notre Dame in 81. Lost in the second round to Trey Burke's game-tying shot in 2013 against Kansas. Mm. Hopefully there's no pictures of this. And 16 seed Jimmer Fredette loses to one seed Christian Leitner in the ESPN College Basketball's Greatest Players Football. BYU defensive lineman Austin Chambers enters the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. He played in eight games for BYU last season, ending his BYU career with three tackles in 18 total games played. Volleyball. And Will Stanley and Mickey Yauhiaiden are two of the 64 players in the off the block top of class volleyball tournament. Fan votes, uh, fans vote on which collegiate player had the best career. Voting begins today. Our question of the day How will the COVID 19 situation? Affect the BYU football season. We gave you our opinions in that opening trending topic. Download the podcast if you missed it. This is a very, very fluid and delicate situation here. 
Is it going to push football back? Jerem at CL underscore living says, just remember that until games are played again, whatever the timeline, the positive response is still undefeated. Oh, that's one way to look at it. I want BYU to play Utah. Someone joked, oh, BYU uh, will we'll get out of playing Utah. And, and it's bigger than that. But, yeah. I You brought up a great point. What if it's in empty stadiums? It, at, who knows when we get through this and we're past it and there's antibodies and there's uh, some kind of vaccine potentially, although those can take a while, yeah. right, to figure to And TV rights drive all of this. So, like, it's as much as we want TV to- rights drive the vaccine? No, no, no. Sorry, oh. not the vaccine. Oh. But obviously the football, I was like, really? The football ESPN's going to save us? Like, rather than push the games back or postpone the season, if they can play the games in front of limited crowds, they would do that because the TV numbers are where all the money is generated. Primary money is generated. So why would they right. not, why would they also, not do that? There's also a lot of money in ticket sales. The most True. money in TV, for sure. But, um, yeah, like BYU's second – we think about Utah. You know what BYU's second game is? It's Michigan State here in Provo, yeah. which is an awesome game as well. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Coming up, is Taysom Hill a top 10 NFL free agent? And the BYU Sports Nation best play bracket reveal. That happens next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Right now, if you want to watch some classic BYU games, uh, what we have is what we have on the uh, BYU TV app. You can go back and watch some classics from uh, football, basketball, and whatnot. Check it out. I watched BYU and San Diego State from November 16, 1991. Ty Detmer leading a furious comeback on the road against Marshall Falk. Darnay Scott and a loaded San Diego State team in front of a sold-out then-Jack Murphy Stadium. Remember when they used to sell out in San yes. Diego? That's crazy. Just, I'm, I'm looking at all of the people there, and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. College football in San Diego was once a big deal, but it was fun to watch. You know, Derwin Gray, he uh, tackled Marshall Falk hard and apparently hurt his ribs, so Falk had to leave the game early. I had forgotten that. Oh, nice, yeah, Dr. Dewey, Gray. He chimed in and said, yeah, if I, had, smart doctor. if I hadn't have put him out of the game, we wouldn't have tied. <laughs> True. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and a tie is awesome, right? Said no one. Well, yeah, no. Overtime got BYU. Uh, there was overtime into the Holiday Bowl four years later, I believe, in '95, and then BYU played its first overtime game in '96 against Wyoming. BYU played two tie games in 1991: the Holiday yeah, Bowl and against Iowa. Iowa, and then the San Diego State yeah. game. So BYU ended what eight three and two? Eight three and two, but a nationally ranked team nonetheless. Eight three and two is gross. <laughs> it sounds. Can so... you imagine? Ugh. I know. What? O- overtime for the win. Eight three and two. There were Wolf. no ties this season, Jeremy, and thankfully. Can you imagine BYU having to tie at Tennessee? Yuck. No, it went to overtime, and that is part of our BYU Sports Nation best play bracket, the heroics in Knoxville. Now, our crack research team has broken down every play over the past year from BYU football and basketball and come up with the top eight in each of those two sports. Okay. So yeah, yeah, head to head. Let's go. Like two plays, Rams on a on a mountain. Eight basketball, eight Let's football go. going head to head in a bracket. Yes. Uh, so they were seated one through eight. The top eight in football, top eight in basketball. So like the eight seed in basketball against a one seed in football, and so on. So let's walk through the bracket. And here's how you vote. By the way, we're going to start this now. You go to vote.boytv.org, and you can vote on one matchup a day. This will take us through three weeks here to go weekdays. 
uh, on BYU Sports Nation here. So let's take a look at the bracket, Spence. All right. So the number one seed in the football bracket, not surprisingly, Micah Simon and his catch from Zach Wilson against Tennessee. He's matched up with Zach Selyus's persistent steal. Give me that ball. Transition outlet to Jake Toulson for three against Gonzaga. Next matchup, TJ Haas is the two seed from Hoops, the winner versus Houston at the buzzer beater, and then uh, the seventh seed in football. Chaz Ayu, the strip slash recovery at Toledo. That was a great play mitigated by what happened next, which was uh, an interception returned down to the two-yard line that actually uh, injures Zach Wilson's thumb. The number three seed from BYU football, Baylor Romney to Matt Bushman on a double reverse flea flicker trick play against Boise State, taking on TJ Haas, throw it off the back of the defender inbound play against Virginia Tech in Maui. Then the next one, uh, four seed in hoops, Yoli Childs, the dunk against the Zags, kind of sealed it, right? Just nice play. Uh, and then the five seed in football, Dax Milne, his touchdown catch against USC. What a great catch. Uh, and that's against a five-star cornerback that's, as well. That's a fun matchup, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's walk-on, former walk-on versus five-star. <laughs> Number one seed from basketball, TJ Haas, game winner and new St. Mary's face against the Gales to win on February 1st. He's taking on another Dax Milne touchdown catch against USF, a one-hander in South Florida. Those are great, man. Uh, the next matchup, two-seed, Diane uh, Gonwoloku's interception against USC to seal the win in overtime. And then the seven-seed in basketball, Alex Barcelo's uh, game cinching three against Utah State. Huge. He had made one shot to that point, one for eight, I think, and then yeah. he knocks in that three. It didn't win the game, but it sealed the game, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. The four-seed from BYU football, maybe this is uh, a sleeper here. Tyson Williams, overtime, double overtime for that matter, touchdown with the entire BYU football team parading him into the end zone against that SEC front. Yeah, there was some discussion about that one. Uh huh. Taking on TJ Haas' dunk against St. Mary's to send that game into overtime in Moraga. Yeah. And then the uh, last matchup here three seed in hoops, TJ Haas, Ali Yoli Childs at San Diego to Woo. win the game. You play to win the game, I'm told. And then six seed in football, Matt Bushman, trick play against Liberty. Touchdown uh, catch from Micah Simon. Okay, those are the 16 plays that go. our crack research team has come up with. I do have a few questions for the committee, uh, Jerem. Like what? First of all, the number one play from football was not a touchdown. I don't disagree one iota with this. Okay. I, this I'm just is bringing it the up. best play of the year I, by I'm far. I'm just bringing it up. It wasn't a scoring play, so does that knock it down a seed line at all, or should it? You say no. No, no. Okay? but Sunday play will knock it down one seed line. <laughs> okay. And then the four seed, Tyson Williams. Is that play underseeded? No, I think four is... A good spot for it. Okay. There was discussion with that one whether it should be on there at all. And one person in the room um, said no. And I was really, uh, I really disagreed with that. I was yeah. not the person. It was that absolutely. Said it I wouldn't <laughs> pass to aggressive you like that. I would behind your back later, but I wouldn't in front of everyone. <laughs> it needs to be on the list. Okay. For today's matchup, our first matchup, Pitts, our top seeded football play, Micah Simon, the. Uh, miracle play at uh, Tennessee in Knoxville against the eight seed Zach Selius with the steal against Gonzaga outlet to Jake Toulson for a long three pointer. That is the first matchup you can vote on today. How about we watch those? Uh, Yes, yes, please. Let's start with Micah Simon against Tennessee. 50 yards away from field goal territory. A step up by Wilson. Deep man is open. It's cut by Simon. Oh, yeah, He's playing the 40. The cut 35, back, 30, 25. 
BYU is going to lose that game if they don't have a an unbelievable play like The that. Rocky Top Revival against the Tennessee team that won eight games this season. Think about what that play meant, too. If BYU doesn't win that game, then they end up 6-6 six and six in the regular season mm. instead of 7-5. and five. Yeah. yeah, it changes everything. And, and then the, Did they beat USC the following week? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know, right? Um, and then the second play, Zach Selyus against Gonzaga with Jake Toulson finishing it off. Zags come the other way, down 10, and beneath the basket, bobbling the ball, is Woolridge. He's tied up. BYU got a hand on it. Selyus takes oh, it away. from him. He stole it away. And outlets to Kobe Lee. Down four to Jake. Transition triple. Did you see who he hit that over, by the way? Philip Petrusha. WCC Player of the Year. Oh, yeah. there's so much juice in that play. Yeah, great play. That was such a fun environment. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, so vote. Go to vote.byutv.org and pick which play you feel is the best play. Voting ends at 9 a.m. Mountain tomorrow. And we'll open the voting for the next matchup. So we'll do one matchup a day. Vote on this. Go to uh, vote.boitv.org and vote right now. And right now, uh, Micah Simon's catch up 70 to 30 on the Cellular Steel. I'll be shocked if the Simon catch doesn't get to the final. I think it's that good. Oh, it was so memorable. Yeah, and we'll see which play is the best play. Because guess what? For the first time in a couple years, basketball gave us a lot of amazing plays. They've had some good plays, but I mean... Like, T.J. Haas plays could be by itself on All-timers. this. All-timers. Alley-oop, Dunk, St. Mary's, Houston. Like, T.J. Haas is carrying the basketball portion of this in a tremendous way. Yeah. Vote.byutv.org to have your say. Okay, coming up, the dance to the Cougar fight song you never knew existed. And is Taysom Hill a top 10 free agent option in the National Football League? What does the ESPN say about this? This is BYU Sports Nation. Top 10, huh? Wow. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. It is time to play Buy or Sell, presented by Delta Airlines, who brought 1,100-plus missionaries home from the Philippines yesterday. Keep climbing. Now, our buy or sell question today is... All about Taysom Hill, Jerem. I remember him. Are you buying or selling Taysom Hill as a top 10 free agent option to NFL teams? Sell. Listen, he has great value to the Saints. No one loves you more than your mom, right? And Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. Um, Taysom Hill is absolutely not a top 10 free agent in the whole league. No way. Um, What he does is certainly special and unique. But there are, there are players with more value out there. Top 10 is a stretch, right? Um, a major stretch, in my opinion. There are two fan bases in the NFL that feel like they should buy. They are the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. The Packers, it's so fun to watch whenever Taysom Hill does something funny because the Packers fan base is like, how did we let that guy go? Why did you let Taysom Hill leave Green Bay? So they're, they, they probably are buying They have here. way more of an accent. Uh, come on. Okay. And the New Orleans Saints, yes, are buying. But his his skill set is so unique and so, uh, I guess, wired for what like New Orleans does. They've customized it to yes, him. exactly. No other team has customized it. They don't want him to go anywhere else, so I'm not surprised they put a first-round tender on him. But they sure. doing that, they knew that nobody else was going to come in. If Taysom Hill were a top-ten free agent option, 
somebody would probably try and match that first-round tender and offer him something bigger. He'd be a, a more of a top-ten free agent option if he had completed more than six passes in the NFL. Like, it, as what? What is he? He's a utility knife. Uh, or, sorry, a utility guy, a Swiss Army knife. I just combined those two. A utility knife. I suppose a Swiss Army knife is a utility knife. Yes. That's fine. Make it up. Wait, what other knives are there, by the way? Why do the Swiss, why have they dominated the market on the knives? Anyway, I digress. He has he has uh, wonderful skills, right? But, like, what is he? Is he a quarterback? He wants to be a quarterback. He's going to be a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater signs with the Panthers. You'd think that Taysom Hill becomes the backup. He is not a top-ten free agent, but... He is a unique and fun player to watch, no doubt. Yes, he is a top 10 free agent to the New Orleans Saints because of the value he brings to their specific scenario and team. But can you imagine trying to fit Taysom Hill in anywhere else with a top 10 free agent contract type of money? No. Like it just no. it would no. be hard. He he brings hard, great, impossible. It would he brings great value to New Orleans in so many different unique ways, which is why they want him. Right, and at some point, this this uh, gimmick feels like the wrong word, but it's sort of sort of, I guess, the right, the 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 random kind of nature of the planning around him and what he can do. He certainly brings a lot to he you. He makes them a better football team. Wait, sure, but like a there's no like in baseball, there's players like Taysom Hill. Oh, they can play first, they can play third, they can play any outfield position, whatever. They don't have tremendous value. They are certainly important to a team, but their value isn't so high you're going to pay them a ton, right? Because there's other guys like it. In football, he's so unique um, that it, it's special that way, right? In, in baseball, they're a dime a dozen. Every team has a utility guy in baseball, like Taysom Hill on, in football. But in football, it doesn't exist. So that's why he's known to the degree he's known. Yes, he's a five-tool player in football. Sure, yeah. No, he, he can tackle, block punts, pass, run. Walk, catch, like I think all those things. Did it, was that five or six? Is it a six? He's worth player? every penny the Saints are going to pay him because of what he does for that specific team in that scenario. Right, but there's a line there. Like they couldn't pay him twelve million to make it worth it, or what? You know what I mean? Just to give you an idea of some of the top free agents that are still available, so names you and recognize. This will help emphasize the point that he's not in this group. Jadavian Clowney is at the top, former number one pick in the NFL. Yeah, draft. Seahawks, resign him, please. Jameis Winston. Quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is now leaving because the GOAT, Tom Brady, is coming Wait, to South he's Florida. top 15? He's top 15. Jameis Winston. Hit me. Okay. If, if you want 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns, what if, what if I told you there was a quarterback who could do a 30 for 30 this fall on ESPN, the Jameis Winston story? 30 interceptions? Top 15 at free agent? This list stinks. In the, in the right system, is he the guy? Rashad Perriman. Oh, don't give me the system. Talented wide receiver. And Dominican Sue is one of the top 15 uh, yeah. NFL free like agents defensive tackle. So those are some of the names that are up there that Taysom Hill is now being thrown in with. Like, this, does, yeah. he, does he match that level? No. To the Saints, yes. No. To yeah. other teams, no. Yeah, he's not a top 10 free agent. Um, that's in no way meant to, uh, you know, disparage Taysom's skills. It's just against those guys. No. No. Um, but... It looks like Taysom's going to stay in New Orleans. We'll see if anyone wants to match it and give match, up a pick and match. I, I just, I just don't see it. I, I think, uh, I think uh, he's going to stay in New Orleans. Well, with how much movement has happened with teams that needed quarterbacks, I don't know that there is a no, landing spot and, for Taysom Hill to be a quarterback that is better suited to him than New Orleans eventually will be. Right, and that might be next year. It might be this year. 
Drew Brees Brees missed five games, and Teddy Bridgewater won five games, one of which was in Seattle. And there were two non-offensive touchdowns in that game. And there are going to be more games this season in the NFL. No, the that's new, the next year. Sorry, in 2021. Yeah. Sorry, in year two of Drew Brees' contract, mm-hmm. there will be more games. What, game, right? Yeah. One to be played. Game. So at some point, you would think in the next two years, given Drew Brees' age, Taysom Hill's yeah. going to start a game for the New Orleans Saints. And then we'll see what he really is as a quarterback because in the NFL. And, and I think we're all excited to kind of see that. The, the idea of something is often more exciting than the actual event, right? And in this case, it's Taysom Hill as a quarterback. I hope that he's equal to or better than what we think he could be in the NFL. But uh, he certainly needs a chance to prove it. And this is all assuming the NFL, like the college football season, starts on time. We will see. We'll see. They start earlier than college. Our question of the day, how will COVID-19 affect the BYU football season? Our elite voice for the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from LJ Pearson 1 on Twitter. Impossible to say. Best case scenario, things heading back to normal in a month or two, although economy and healthcare systems have taken a huge hit. Worst case, Armageddon and chaos. Football won't seem too important anymore. Well, yeah, c- certain things don't uh, in this case, right? But... I personally reach out to these things because I need something else. If all I talk about is what's real and what's serious all day, I will go crazy. Yes, we need I will go crazy. I need, need distraction. distraction. I need sports. I need movies. I need books. I need – yeah, I think we all need that. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutout, uh, Emily Erickson of the softball team and uh, one of her teammates uh, doing a, a TikTok dance to the Cougar Fight song. How about this? So this, this is pretty good. I didn't know this existed. Don't ask Spencer and I to do this. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't have a TikTok account. This, do you have a TikTok is, account, Jerem? I do. I don't, I don't. I've not created any videos. <laughs> My wife is creating videos right now. This is this is the medium of choice for people during coronavirus. coronavirus Pand- yeah. Yes, it really is. So this is the dance that you never thought you needed to know. Dude, it's Cougar, pretty good. The Cougar Fight song. Very well choreographed. That's Emily used good. to be... Uh, one of our student production assistants. Yeah. She's awesome and yeah, outstanding softball great. player. We hope they all get to uh, display their talents very soon. They are on TikTok. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, that's true. Touche. Our thanks to today's guest, Yoli Childs. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time for you, amigo. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Peter Tuipolo, too. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs. TikTok it up.